Hey everybody, welcome back to In Strange Company. I am stoked to share this fantastic conversation between myself, Shannon O'Grady, and Eli Kerr of Gnarly Nutrition. This one was recorded while we were still in uh, the throes of COVID-19, so you'll hear us reference some things with that. Um, On this episode, we're going to talk about gnarly nutrition, but really what we're going to talk about is this idea of want more, do more, and be more, which is ingrained in the very fabric of gnarly nutrition. Yes, this is a great episode to learn about the products. I highly recommend the products. I use them. I love them. They are part of my um, wellness pursuits. But even more than that, uh, Shannon and Eli share some really important life lessons that I know will impact you for the good. So without further ado, let's drop the needle on this episode with Eli and Shannon. Welcome to In Strange Company. I'm your host, Marcus Strange. I believe we're a composite of the people with whom we surround ourselves. On this podcast, I sit down with some of the most interesting humans you could hope to meet and give you the opportunity to surround yourself with some amazing people. My guests and I share insights into creating authentic and purpose-filled lives. Thanks for stopping by. I appreciate the company. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to In Strange Company. Uh, I am very fortunate this week despite the uh, quarantine that I'm under, to be able to sit down with two uh, really amazing people. I'm here today with Eli and Shannon from Gnarly Nutrition out of Utah, and I'm just thrilled to have them here. I've been using uh, Gnarly products for um, over a year now, and I've absolutely loved them. And this is a conversation that I have been wanting to have uh, for a while. So Eli and Shannon, thank you so much for joining me today. We're excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, super excited. Thanks, Marcus. Yeah. um, I got to ask real quick before I have you guys introduce yourselves. Eli, I see that you are the Narzar. Shannon, do you have a official title as well? I'll let Eli answer that question for me. I feel like we've we've thrown ones around before, yeah. but I don't know that we've ever had one that's that's stuck. I know that like with jujitsu specifically, you have like eight different like titles, names. Yeah, I mean we've we've said like chief nerd. Um, I forget what what Eli actually. We have a bathroom in our office, and he put little labels above each of our towel racks and i forget what, what you put on it i'm it. pretty sure i put science nerd yeah something like that that is awesome <laughs> I, I thought professor of products i'm Ooh. just i like alliteration so that that might stick <laughs> and and she is a professor <laughs> well on that note shannon maybe you can tell us a little bit about who you are like where you grew up um what you're educational background is as we've kind of uh, touched on a little bit. Sure. Um, I grew up on the East Coast in Northern Virginia, Um, kind of discovered skiing at a young age. Um, There's not a lot of skiing in Virginia, but my my family spent some time in Austria and my sisters learned to ski and 
Um, I didn't. And so I <laughs> always use that as a bargaining chip to try to get my dad to take me on ski trips. And uh, in high school, we came out to Utah and I knew I wanted to go into science and, and beyond um, having a really good science program. Um, I also knew the university was like 40 minutes away from seven ski resorts. And so it seemed like a pretty good place to move. Um, and I've been in Utah ever since. Um, did my undergrad at the U and also um, did a doctorate there and a couple postdocs. Um, my research was in nutritional physiology and kind of followed up with some research that was based more on looking at water metabolism in humans. Um, and at that point, decided I didn't really want to stay in academia because I wanted to live near the mountains. And often if in academics, you're kind of um, forced to move wherever positions open. And uh, I wanted a little bit more balance in my life. So um, during that time, I had started kind of getting into endurance athletics and was really interested on the role that or in the role that nutrition played in performance and recovery, which really comes to the forefront when you're, um, you know, looking at endurance sports. And so I'd done a lot of kind of my own research as I was getting more into kind of triathlon and ultra running and um, transitioned into the dietary supplement um, industry, which is pretty big in Utah, and took a couple of positions that at the time were not my ideal but I've talked to Eli a lot about this. Like each of the positions that I took, I learned a ton about. I learned a ton about dietary supplement uh, regulation by the FDA. I learned a ton um, in another position about manufacturing as I kind of worked on, on bringing uh, manufacturers into FDA compliance. Um, and all of those positions and what I learned set me up perfectly for what I do at Gnarly. Um, and I really found Gnarly because I knew of a, a, a friend, a mutual friend of Eli and, and mine that uh, was an athlete for Gnarly and kind of saw him posting about it and looked at the product and was like, wow, this, this product really overlaps with my own values. Like if I, if I were to make my own product, a lot of the things would, would overlap with what Gnarly's doing. Um, and so I wrote uh, basically a cover letter and, and sent uh, what ended up being Eli, my, my resume, just letting him know what, what I thought I could do, uh, for gnarly nutrition. And that was kind of the beginning of our relationship. I started out doing contract work and then, um, came on full time about five, five years ago. Wow. That's incredible. How different do you think your life would be if you hadn't, you know, taken that risk and sent that letter? Uh, very different. I mean, I had, I had, basically made a list. I'm a firm believer in you don't really get, uh, you don't, you don't start off on the path you want to start on or get where you want to go unless you put yourself out there, right? Um, know what your goals are and kind of are proactive about trying to achieve them. So, you know, I had made lists of all the companies I, I liked and, and valued and, um, and had written them and, and sent out tons of resumes. And uh, I got used to rejection in academia. It's a big part of being, um, you know, writing grants and, and getting papers reviewed. Um, and so, Shannon, you never did tell us how far down the list we were. <laughs> well, I didn't know about you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I had gotten rejected a lot, but just kept kind of, you know, kept going, kept 
trying to learn more, get, kept trying to, you know, increase um, the experience I had that I thought would be useful to those types of companies. Um, yeah, I, I, I think I would still be on a path that I was happy with, but I don't think I would. I mean, I don't know how to describe what Gnarly is. Like Eli is like a little brother to me and we have built this thing together and so much about what I'm passionate about in nutrition is embodied in the company. I don't think it would quite be that. I think I would be an employee for a company that I liked, but it wouldn't be as as big a part of my life as Gnarly is. That's so cool. I love I love hearing stories like that where you you know, you kind of manifest and make happen the life that you want for yourself. Um, yeah, that's, that's incredible. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, of course. Eli, let's, let's pivot to you. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself and, uh, what's, what's so nice. Eli. Yeah. My, my intro should take less than 60 seconds. Um, (laughs) no, so my, my background is much, much different. Um, you know, Shannon really, when she came to our org five years ago, she helped us dial in all of our processes and procedures. She, she's really brought legitimacy to uh, our product and our brand and helped us set the help, help us set a standard and, and a bar that is now, you know, becoming one of the highest, I think in the industry, as far as what, what we're doing and trying to pursue from the gnarly brand. So she really has done a significant amount of um, development and, and helping us get on point at, at gnarly. Um, So, you know, seven years ago when we started the brand, it was really just like a dream and an idea of creating this quality, natural sports nutrition uh, brand that delivered quality, natural products that actually tasted delicious. And, um, I didn't come from any kind of nutrition background. Um, neither did my two partners. We just really felt like there was a, uh, a segment that wasn't, uh, of people that weren't being served. Um, and so we wanted to try to do that. What, what I had or where I had come from was from kind of the outdoor industry. So I grew up, you know, spending a lot of time in the mountains and pursuing sports in the mountains, such as skiing and climbing and, and trail running and, um, kind of my life before gnarly, I went to school as a, to become a recreation therapist. So, you know, that's using recreation to, uh, help people, um, to facilitate therapy. I primarily worked with res uh, adolescents um, and started in kind of wilderness programs, if you've kind of heard or familiar with those, and then moved into more of a residential slash wilderness adventure setting um, because I started a family. And so the wilderness programs back then, or well, still today, even they require, you know, basically like eight days on, eight days off. And so I needed something that could, could allow me to spend more time with my, my kids and um, so I focused on adventure therapy, which, so we used more, you know, activities that created a perceived risk for your clients. And in doing so, you could help them build coping mechanisms. 
Um, so it was really about helping people uh, develop and progress in their lives and, and become, you know, something a little bit better. And, and obviously, <clears throat> I tell you all of that because all of those themes really run into the, the gnarly brand and, and, and also how we try to run our organization behind the scenes. Um, and so now I, I feel like that life that I, I it, it all, it almost feels like a whole separate life that I've lived, but that, that life I feel like has set us up to, to do something, you know, as far as how we are running the brand now, it's, it set us up to, to add a little different twist, um, to, to our organization. Um, so right, right before we actually started gnarly, I had gone back to school and was developed or pursuing, a uh, PA school, physician assistant school. And then we actually started gnarly and that whisked me away. And I, I haven't looked back and, uh, have been fully, fully focused on this, this goal. Um, yeah. And so I, 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 uh, I have more of the experience around business and brand development, um, and specifically taking the products and brand to the outdoor industry, which has been you know, kind of a, a new, uh, a new category in some sense, like the outdoor industry really isn't used to or, uh, familiar with products like ours. Um, but is, it is, it is changing and I think it's changing pretty rapidly. And, and I think that we've had some involvement in that change. Anyways, I think that's, that's about it. I mean, today, you know, primarily focused on, on working and growing gnarly and, and I do, uh, obviously still have kids and focused and spending a lot of time there. And one of the things, and I think, you know, we'll probably talk about this theme throughout the, uh, throughout our conversation today and Shannon will, will too. Um, and I mean, if you had any of our team members on here, they would be talking about this too, but we, we've done a, I think a really good job of, of integrating our work into our personal lives. And we do that on purpose because it's stuff that we love. And so we don't always, it's not always about like, you know, working nine to five and then going home to our other lives. And so our, our families are very much integrated into our work and it's because it's all, it's all a, a big passion of ours. And so our, our lives, our, our work flows right into our lifestyle. And, and I think that that allows us to do our work better and more authentically. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I I don't like the idea of like this this work life balance, right? Like you you should be living the life you want to live and just live that life, not not be segmenting your life up into a bunch of separate lives. And I I love that about everything that I've seen from you guys is that it's a holistic approach to living a good life. Um could you, could one of you and Eli, this might be a, a good question for you. What, where did the company start? Like what was, what was the moment where you guys said, Hey, we should do this thing. How did that all come about? Or maybe Shannon can, can tackle that. Wh- whichever one of you would be. The yeah, I'll, I'll jump in on that. Um, Cause really it was, I mean, about seven years ago, I had two other business partners that we, we started the company and, and really, there was one theory and that was, you know, there's no good tasting natural products on the market. So there's, 
it, it, there's lots of natural products and they're great, but most of them taste terrible and they don't have That's like, <laughs> yeah, they're great products, but they're just hard to use because they're not that delicious. I think the, the industry as a whole is coming around and doing a better job, but most of most, it was almost like this belief that it's like, if it tasted delicious, it must not be good for you, you know? And so we just didn't believe that. And so we focused on creating good quality products that were natural and actually were delicious. Um, and the idea was like, if people like the flavor and they like what's in the product and what's not in the product, then, you know, they're more likely to use it and they're more likely to get the benefits from it. And then specifically, you know, we felt like there weren't a lot of natural brands that had like a kind of cool, fun culture. And we wanted to be that cool, fun culture as well. And so, you know, that's, that's where Gnarly was born. And <clears throat> I think that it was, was started originally um, with the idea for, you know, my business partners that it would be a, a very profitable uh, organization because it, they're, they're, I think that there's this belief that supplement brands, like, because in some ways there are low barriers to initially enter the market that you can make a ton of money there, but our brand really hasn't proven to be a, you know, a huge money maker. We've, we've taken the approach that has allowed us uh, good growth, but the cost of our products and, and the way that we've tried to grow very grassroots and kind of authentically hasn't and, and focused on quality and transparency that all, all that stuff costs a lot. And so it wasn't as profitable as my two uh, original business partners had hoped. And so eventually, you know, we, we bought them out of the organization um, and that's actually changed you know, kind of the direction of our org quite a bit. Um, and we've been able to maintain and focus on creating a good quality products that, and, and be authentic and, and really focus on serving our con customer um, and be a customer centric brand rather than just, you know, trying to focus on making profit. So <clears throat> I don't know if that fully answered everything that you're, you're looking for there, but, I mean, we, we did initially, you know, uh, we jumped right in and, and we were pretty committed to the, to, to the idea from the get go. Like we, we focused on a number of products that we wanted to go right to the market. And we spent quite a bit of money developing those products initially and then getting the inventory and then starting to get them out to, to people. Um, and yeah, it's, it's wild. I mean, I remember when we first launched the website and we made like $200 in a month and I was like, this is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just sold like two tons of product, you know? It's like, and it's, it's, it's amazing to see where we are now. And it's not like we're, we're any thing extremely huge and amazing yet, but like we, we've made significant growth and, we have so many dedicated customers and followers now that love the brand. And um, it, it really is so, so humbling and uh, fascinating and amazing to see 
a vision that we had seven years ago now like coming to fruition. That is so cool. Um, looking back on those early days, what was one thing that really surprised you that you weren't expecting in terms of starting up a, a supplement company from the ground up? Oh, what was one of the things that really surprised me? I I think, <laughs> well, I think even today with all of the knowledge and experience that I have now with the supplement industry, if I, uh, someone were to come to me and be like, hey, let's start a supplement sports nutrition brand, I'd be like, I'm out, bro. I'm out. <laughs> It's, it's been, it's been significantly harder than I ever, ever thought. Um, mm. and, and, you know, we, we've, we've had to do it in a very resource, uh, oh, that's the word I want to use. Like it's been, I mean, we've, we've grown it from nothing. It was, uh, bootstrapped is the word I wanted to use, right? Like we haven't yeah. had, we haven't had a lot of resources at all. And so that's required us to wear tons of different hats. Um, you know, it's required us to put a lot of hours into, into this. It's, it's also caused us to be very creative and resourceful, um, which is all, I think, actually good things. But uh, <clears throat> it, it, has been, uh, it has been a long road. It has been a long road. And we're not, you know, we're, we're just really getting started. Wouldn't you say, Shannon? <laughs> Yeah, I would. I mean, we've had a lot of really exciting things happen in, I'd say, the past six to eight months. And um, I feel like there's a lot of momentum um, internally and externally. So, I, yeah, I, I fully agree. And Shannon, um, one of the things that really caught my eye when I first was exploring the company is this commitment that you guys have to and, and Eli alluded to this a little bit, but no GMOs, natural sweeteners, no hormones. Um, you guys have a really great line of vegan products. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think aren't most of your products uh, gluten-free as well? Yeah, so we don't just um, exclude gluten-containing ingredients. We also test every lot we manufacture for gluten to a higher standard than, than that's re required by the FDA. So it's not that, and I always try to kind of make this, um, this statement about that. It's not that we are a vegan company or we think gluten's bad for you or we don't think people should consume soy. We just understand that um, consumers have either um, different allergies or different um, kind of eating strategies that align with like their morals or align with uh, health targets. Um, and we as a company, and this is how I approach nutrition personally, like I don't stand on a nutritional soapbox because if there's anything that I've learned over time, it's that different things work for different people. So we try to produce products that don't have, that have minimal barriers to mass you know, amounts of people coming from different places using them. So we, we try to minimize allergens. We try to um, source natural ingredients. We try to, um, you know, source ingredients, which often cost us more um, that don't have GMOs. People don't understand that a lot of flavors, even though um, you would guess that like a natural 
Uh, blueberry acai flavor, yeah, of course it doesn't have GMOs in it. Blueberry and acai don't have have GMO, but a lot of flavoring car- has uh, corn-based carriers, and so we have to pay more for flavoring that you know doesn't use a corn-based carrier or make sure that the corn used um, is GMO-free. So a lot of the choices we make end up um, costing us more to make the products, and and that's a large reason why our, our products have a higher price point, but they're they're also accessible to a greater amount of people. And, and that's kind of the goal in the end. Well, I would say your price point is very reasonable. Um, just in like all the, the price comparison that I've done, um, I found it to be like spot on with where, um, you know, a lot of the other big names are. The other thing I found, and, and this will maybe lead us into a discussion of what the products actually are, but it seemed like every time that I was trying to, you know, find a supplement that was, you know, specifically targeted towards my goals. You know, if I wanted a, um, if I wanted an all natural, you know, whey protein, then I would also have to, you know, go get carbs to supplement into it because it didn't have carbs to help me with recovery at the end of a workout. And I was Frankensteining together all these different supplements. And one, one of the things that really struck me was, you guys are very thoughtful and intentional about that type of stuff. And that was one of the things specifically as I was thinking about this conversation that that came back to my memory is when I first saw your um, your uh, protein supplement, I was like, oh, sweet. I don't need to go and, you know, add in these other things to get the benefits that I'm looking for. Um, just, they're just very thoughtful, very intentional products. Um, and that, that leads to me, me to my question. Could you give us a brief overview of the products and, and what you have to offer folks? Sure. Um, well, I'm glad that you noticed that. First off, Marcus, um, we try to be uh, very purposeful and intentional with, with our product formulations and also just with the product concepts. Um, it's hard because people come from different backgrounds and are looking for different different things. So we we get a lot of people who hate stevia. We get a lot of people who want more carbs or a lot of people who, you know, we have a little bit of sugar in a few products who, who, you know, aren't fans of that. So you can't ever please anyone, but, um, because we have purpose behind those formulations, we can often, you know, explain. Um, and I'm never shy from if somebody tells me that, you know, they want a product without stevia, I'll recommend a brand that I think is a good brand that doesn't have stevia in it. Um, if we can't meet their needs, then at, you know, at a minimum, I can help them uh, find a brand that does. But um, to go through the products, you know, I'll, I'll start kind of with the the proteins. So um, the proteins were the flagship gnarly products. Um, we have uh, grass-fed uh, New Zealand source whey. Um, it's sourced from New Zealand because of the country's regulations um, with GMOs and uh, with how cattle is raised there. Um, so it's exclusively pasture raised and for the most part, uh, pasture finished, um, we can basically guarantee that it's the cleanest protein that you can get. Um, we've also done, uh, I had looked for a while looking at domestic, uh, grass fed whey, um, and did a taste comparison between that and the New Zealand grass fed whey. And, and you could tell just by tasting it, the difference. So not only is it a really clean protein, but it's also, um, just in terms of solubility and taste makes a difference for us. 
Um, so that product's a, it's a pretty simple product. It's just um, about protein supplementation. We use a whey protein concentrate, which has a little bit more uh, carbohydrate than if you were to use an isolate. We also um, include digestive enzymes and probiotics, which helps both with, um, you know, gut health and, and digestion, but also there's some research showing that including digestive enzymes uh, in protein supplements actually helps with um, the protein assimilation or the, your body's ability to absorb and use that protein. Um, our other protein is a vegan meal replacement. So it's a, a little bit of a heartier um, supplement than the whey. It has more calories, has, is also a good source of fat and fiber, has vitamins and minerals added in as well. Um, we use a pea protein, cranberry seed protein, and chia seed protein mix to kind of bring up all uh, nine of the essential amino acids um, in that formulation. It also has the digestive enzymes and probiotics. Um, and I would hands down do a taste test against any other vegan protein on the market, like taste wise and texture wise, it's just better than anything out there. Um, and I've heard that time and time again from, from consumers. We have a lot of non-vegan consumers that use it just because it meets their macro goals better than than the whey does. And um, they're often amazed by, by how good it is. Um, so those are our proteins. Um, do you have any questions on those? I don't want to like run through them and, and kind of miss a, a chance for, for questions on a particular product. I'll just interject real quick that yeah. right now I'm experimenting with intermittent fasting. And the for anybody listening who is turning their nose up at a, a vegan product, the vegan feast has been saving my life because when the clock strikes 12 and it's time to get that first meal in, that has been the thing that I am like running to the cupboard to get just to get some calories in. Number one, because like you said, it, it does offer a really complete uh, kind of meal replacement option, but it just tastes so good and it's been saving my life. So I fully uh, agree with you on everything you said about the vegan feast. It is it is really, really good. It's spot on for what it, the, the segment that it's filling. Thanks for that, Marcus. Um, so I'll move from the proteins to our uh, branch chain amino acids, which is probably one of our best selling products. Um, it's a pretty simple product as well. It's, uh, so um, give a little background just for those that might not be familiar with what branch chain amino acids are. Um, so there are three of the essential amino acids and essential amino acids are amino acids that we have to, it's essential we get them from our diet because our body can't synthesize them. And they're a little different, um, the BCAAs, because they go directly to skeletal muscle. And research has shown that um, they're basically like an on switch for muscle repair and synthesis. Um, one in particular, one of the three, leucine, um, a ton of research has been done. And the other two, leucine, isoleucine and valine, kind of play um, supportive roles in, in that process. Um, but that in that product, you have five grams of BCAAs um, in a two to one to one ratio. We use vegan sourced uh, branched chain amino acids. So unless a product kind of identifies that they're sourcing vegan BCAAs, um, non-vegan BCAAs are actually sourced from duck feathers, which is pretty interesting. Um, and you can, you can actually tell when you, when you shake up a non-vegan versus a vegan BCAA, the, um, the non-vegan BCAA foams a lot and that foam tastes super bitter and, you know, above and beyond that affecting the taste of the product, you also have 
the amino acids not going into solution. So it also affects, um, you know, what kind of dosage you're getting from the product. So above and beyond it being a better sourcing choice, it's a better choice for efficacy as well. Um, and then, uh, we've just kind of worked hard to make those, that product taste really good. So amino acids are naturally bitter and a lot of BCAA or standalone BCAA products, um, aren't that great unless you add a bunch of artificial crap to them. Um, so we're pretty proud of those. Um, and I think a lot of people, you know, love them. We recommend using those, um, in conjunction with, with the protein. So, um, really sandwiching any training you do between branch chain amino acid use and, uh, and a whole protein, either from food or a supplement after is the best way to really optimize recovery. Um, if you're super on top of your protein intake, and when I say super on top of, it means, you know, getting in 20 to 25 grams of protein every three to four hours, then you might not need BCAAs. But the majority of athletes that I've worked with and customers I've interacted with aren't that on top of their protein, um, or they like to do fasted workouts, or they like to be, you know, have minimal food in their stomach when they're training. And so BCAAs are just a great solution to still really optimize that recovery um, in all of those cases. I'll also say that for vegetarians and vegans, um, BCAA use is really important because uh, plant proteins, while they're, they're a great source of protein, plant proteins are naturally lower in, essential, in some essential amino acids and leucine in particular. Um, and so because they're not naturally getting those BCAAs through diet, adding them in, um, will make a huge difference for recovery. What's your ratio on your BCAAs? So it's two to one to one. So there's two and a half grams of leucine and then 1.25 grams of the isoleucine and the valine. Okay. And then on some of your BCAAs, you have, um, caffeinated options and non-caffeinated options. What was the thought behind that option? Yeah. So we have three flavors that are caffeinated and, um, it's not a ton of caffeine. It's about 35 milligrams from green tea extract, which is maybe like a half a cup of coffee. Um, and that the, the berry lemonade, um, the fruit punch and the lemon lime all come in a caffeinated version. And we had a lot of athletes that, you know, trained exclusively at night. And, you know, we all know that People have different um, caffeine tolerances. You know, Eli drinks coffee in the middle of the day sometimes. I have to stop drinking coffee at 10 a.m. because <laughs> I'll be up all night uh, if, if I don't. Um, and so having a non-caffeinated option, you know, for athletes that, that didn't want, you know, that caffeine in that product um, has, been, has been really a great solution. Gotcha. And you also have uh, BCAAs in your pre-workouts, correct? Great transition, Marcus. Yes, that's what I was going <laughs> to go to next. Um, so pr the pre-workout is one of our newer products. Um, we had a lot of people kind of asking us for your typical like high-powered, high-caffeine pre-workout. Um, but because we recommend really using the BCAAs beforehand, um, we didn't want to make people take two different products, you know, People that use the pre-workout, we didn't want to have to make them also take the BCAAs. So we mm. put um, BCAAs in the product um, so that it would kind of be an all-in-one uh, for those that wanted your more typical pre-workout. Also in that product um, is beta-alanine. 
Um, beta alanine is a product that helps with endurance. So uh, beta alanine, when you when you take it, it's turned into carnosine in your body. And carnosine is an intramuscular uh, buffer. Um, so buffers basically slow the rise in uh, acidity and different different solutions are in this case in your muscle. So we see acid increases as a consequence of anaerobic metabolism, one of the byproducts of anaerobic metabolism or but really high intensity exercise is the production of hydrogen ions. And when hydrogen ions build up, acid uh, levels increase, and that's what ends up leading to muscular fatigue. Um, and so by having more buffer in that, it doesn't totally, you know, blunt that rise in acid, but um, it, it slows it down. And so by slowing it down, you increase the time to, to fatigue or increase endurance. Um, one of the interesting things about Beta alanine, though, is it causes what's called paresthesia, which is this tingling feeling in your in your fingers and, and in your scalp. Um, it's totally normal. It's harmless. Um, people feel it to varying degrees, um, but but you start feeling it at a dose of beta of, of beta alanine at about eight hundred milligrams. And you know, as you you get up to more effective doses, which tend to be in the two to five gram range, it gets really uncomfortable. Um, so in that product, we use a combination of sustained release and uh, normal release beta alanine to blunt that impact. You, you still feel it. It's, some people love it and some people hate it. It just, it's, it's kind of a very individual reaction to it, but um, it helps us get the dose up higher without as intense of a reaction. Um, gotcha. The, the I other. love it. That's, that's like my, uh, when I feel that it's like my go switch for my workout. Yeah. I think. yeah. I, I've heard that a lot. I've heard people, you know, say something like they, you know, they're it, as soon as they start feeling it, they're ready. You know, it, it's, yeah. yeah. Um, and then the other kind of active ingredient in that product is citrulline malate. So, um, that product, the impacts that that has kind of twofold citrulline um, ends up turning into our body. Citrulline is an amino acid and it turns into our, uh, to arginine in our body, which feeds into the nitric oxide pathway. Um, and that mm. helps uh, dilate our vessels um, or make them wider, which helps with blood flow to and from muscles. So that's important both for oxygen delivery, but also for the removal of, of harmful waste products like ammonia. Um, and then malate is... Uh, feeds into the Krebs cycle, um, which, which ends up helping with ATP production. Um, and then there's a little ginseng in that product as well. And we were, we got great, uh, feedback, uh, when we initially released that product, you know, a lot of people are saying, Oh, it gives me energy. I feel that boost. I don't get jitters. Um, and, and as people tried it, they're like, but, but I, Hey, I, I'd really like to use it at night too. And our regular pre-workout has 180 milligrams of caffeine, which is kind of middle of the road. If you look at pre-workouts, there are products out there that have 300 milligrams of caffeine in them. Um, but it's still like two pretty big cups of coffee worth of caffeine. So um, we actually decided to make a decaffeinated pre-workout also to meet the needs of athletes that wanted all the, you know, the positive effects of all those other ingredients. But um but wanted to use it at night or didn't want, want caffeine in the product. So we now have, two, the, Oh, sorry. We now have, no, two, ca sorry, 
we now have two caffeinated flavors, um, strawberry lemonade, and we just released a mango um, in the spring of 2019. And then um, we have a decaffeinated version of the strawberry lemonade as well. The uh, release video that you guys put together for that was awesome. <laughs> Thanks. So entertaining. Yeah, we were trying to find a way to kind of make it entertaining and also showcase some of the awesome personalities of our athletes, which I think came across really well. Oh, definitely. For sure. So uh, one of the things I was wondering is what's the difference between the uh, gnarly pump and the pre-workout? When sure. one versus the other? Yeah. So uh, the pump is really a creatine-based product. Um, we have a lot of athletes that like to use it as a pre-workout, but the trick with creatine isn't necessarily when you use it, it's the consistency of use. So we naturally get creatine in our diet. Everybody has creatine in their muscles. Um, but rarely are those creatine levels up to a saturation point. So supplementing with creatine, um, really can increase creatine stored in your muscle. And that's important because creatine is stored with a phosphate molecule. And when we do super intense exercise, one of the fastest ways that ATP or the energy currency of the muscle can be tapped into is via stored uh, ATP. Um, but then the second way is through the donation of that phosphate to an ADP to make ATP. Um, and so that, that window of energy production is, is pretty short in the typical person. It's like five to eight seconds, but you can increase that window when you supplement with creatine because you have then more stored phosphate to donate. So you increase that really um, fast power generation from like five to eight seconds to, I think it's like eight to 13 seconds. And some studies have shown that like in something like a max rep deadlift, you, you can see you know, increases in the, the max amount of weight lifted of uh, up to 20%. So that can be a pretty significant increase. Um, and for power generating dynamic sports, um, you know, that, that's where it's traditionally been used. It can have a huge impact. But there's more and more research showing that, that really most athletes can benefit from supplementing with creatine. Um, if you're a mountain biker, you know, there's times when you have to generate that extra energy. There's that, that, energy pathway is used in the majority um, of sports that we can think of. So I'd say the major difference is that um, although people like to use the pump as a pre-workout, it doesn't have to be used. And the creatine kind of um, puts it in a more specific category in, in terms of what you're looking to get out of the product. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah, no problem. So that product, what, or go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, um, what um, what time of the day would you then recommend folks using that? So there's some research that's show, that shows that taking creatine after training can, can have a, a beneficial effect of muscle recovery, but really it's any time that's convenient, um, in, in my opinion. Um, it does have, the product does have some caffeine in it, has 60 milligrams, so like a small cup of coffee. It also has citrulline in it, which we discussed previously, helps with blood flow. So we do have a number of athletes that like to take it before training because they like the, the impact that those other two in ingredients can have on the workout they're about to do. So um, I think it's really just preference. Okay. That makes sense. 
Yeah. Um, so that kind of takes us through pump and I'll run quickly so I don't take up all the time. Um, the hydrate and, and our green. So hydrate is really about replacing what you lose in sweat, which is primarily water and electrolytes. Um, the product has B vitamins in it as well, because most athletes, um, that are, are typically lower in B vitamins. Um, it's a vegan product as well. And, and supplementation with B vitamins, particularly B12 is also really important for vegetarian and vegan athletes. Um, the product has a little bit of sugar in it. So most of our products use natural, uh, non-caloric sweeteners, but in this case, um, you know, we add a little bit of sugar because having too much sugar can actually lead to gut distress. So it's kind of a fine line. But having a little bit of sugar actually um, helps with the active transport of water into your body. Um, so by kind of sitting in a sweet pot spot, we get we can maximize uh, the absorption of water both through passive and active pathways. Um, so really, just getting water into your body and then replacing electrolytes, uh, primarily sodium, but also magnesium, chloride, and and calcium. That product comes in two flavors. Uh, orange pineapple and uh, and grapefruit. And then I can go into our last product. So our, our newest product that we've released um, are our performance greens. And those pro that product is really an everyday product. Um, I kind of like to talk, talk about it in terms of being a whole food-based multivitamin. Um, so it's filled with a lot of micronutrient-rich whole foods like spirulina and chlorella. Um, all of the vitamins and minerals in it are naturally occurring. So a lot of greens products, in order to um, kind of have this nice array of vitamins and minerals, add synthetic vitamins and minerals. Um, we wanted ours to, to all be because of the whole foods that are in there. Um, so it's it's got a really, really good um, kind of contribution to to B vitamin intake, vitamin D, um, and also a lot of important minerals. And then there are also whole foods that have implications for athletes in terms of performance and recovery. So things like beetroot and pomegranate and tart cherry, which all help with blood flow to muscles, um, turmeric and vegan DHA, which can, can play a big role in uh, having healthy inflammation levels. Um, things like... Uh, um, cordyceps, which there's some research that indicates that uh, cordyceps supplementation can help with um, the capacity of our, our blood to carry oxygen, um, and also reishi, which has implications for, for immunity. Um, so just really things, um, whole foods that made sense for athletes to take in on a regular basis. And, and we didn't just like throw a bunch of ingredients in there at, you know, 50 milligram doses, like we have 500 milligrams of beetroot and tried to make, you know, all of the, the dosing of the whole foods effective dosing. So we were purposeful with the ingredients we included and also um, the amount which we put in the product. Awesome. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, one of the things that folks will find, and I just, this thought came to me as you were talking about the different ingredients in your products. Um, Folks will not find uh, proprietary blends on the back of your labels, correct? Yeah, and I'd say that that product is the probably the biggest example of that ever. Like you pick up any, I mean, there are there are a couple exceptions, but you pick up any greens that you find in in a whole food, and you're going to find like some fancy name for like 
adaptogenic detoxification blend and then it'll have, you know, 5,000 milligrams and it'll have 500, you know, not 500, but like maybe 20 to 30 ingredients listed under that blend. And you have no Mm -hmm. idea what the contribution of any singular ingredient listed is to that total amount. So the one rule, you know, per the FDA is that those ingredients have to be listed in terms of a a current. So the first ingredient has the most, makes up the, the greatest proportion of that blend. But you really have no idea how much any of those ingredients are. And also, it's a kind of a sneaky way to get around the label claim testing, which is required because, um, you know, the FDA requires you to, to verify the label claims on the back of a product. But, you know, if we were talking about how that would work out, like if you had a banana and you knew that there was 100 milligrams of potassium in the banana, well, I could do a laboratory test to, to test 100 milligrams of, a, of potassium. But if you just had the whole food banana, or you had banana in a fruit blend, there's no way for me to test for that. There's no chemical analysis to test for how much banana is in a fruit blend. So it's, it's also a way to kind of get around some of that testing that's required. Gotcha. Yeah. And I think more and more as people are becoming more intentional about how they, um, how they feed their bodies, how they fuel their training, um, like people want to know and they want to be, they want they want the companies that they're working with to be honest about what's in the product. And I love that you guys are so transparent and authentic with um, sharing what people are putting into their bodies. I mean, you would think it would be a, a basic, uh, a basic, you know, courtesy to tell people exactly what they're consuming, but that that isn't always seen. And I really appreciate it. And it was one of the things that really um, attracted me to the products was the um, ability and the the clear understanding of what is in each of the products. Um, thank you for that awesome summary. Do you have anything else? Mar- Marcus, um, you, we've, we've always made a focus on, on the transparency side, but mm-hmm. uh, Shannon, Shannon should talk a little bit about the direction we're, we're heading and are currently in the midst of because uh, we are continually trying to do even a better job of that. And, and at the expense of some significant resources, we are, we are uh, stepping up our game. Shannon, do you want to talk a little bit more about what we have in the, going on right now? So we, for a long time, have been looking at pursuing a third-party quality um, certification called NSF. Um, NSF is is basically an auditing group. They audit a bunch of different um, manufacturing operations and, and products. Like if you pick up a number of products in your household, you may have seen it's like the circular um, badge with the letters NSF in them. And not not really known what that stood for, but it's basically um, showing that that the manufacturing of that product and that product in and of itself has passed um, a quality audit of of manufacturing regulations. And so they do this for the dietary supplement industry as well. They do it at the manufacturing level. So our manufacturer has NSF certification, um, meaning that they follow FDA regulations and they're audited twice a year. But we were also interested in pursuing it at the product level. And so there are two different um, certifications. There's a content certified um, certification, which basically looks at label claims, 
does a toxicology analysis of your product, making sure it's it's safe and the dosages are safe. And with that, they look at um, documents of all of the ingredients used in the product. Um, the label claims they test, do, uh, send the product out to a, one of their labs um, and test to make sure that what we say is in the product is actually in the product. And then they do a contaminant screen um, where they look at microbe levels, look at heavy metal uh, levels, and then also um, look at uh, pesticide levels. So we've always tested for label claims, microbes and heavy metals. You're required to by the FDA. Um, but really the gold standard is using um, you know, a third-party lab that we or our ma- manufacturer has no connection with. Um, so because we chose the lab in the past, you know, some would say that we could have chosen a, an easy lab. So we've always followed the standards, but this is just kind of an extra check on those standards. Um, and then on top of that, so all of our products, we're pursuing right now that certification on all of our products. I'd say currently 80% um, have gotten passing testing where the other ones are currently in testing. Um, and then uh, on a few of our products, so basically the best-selling flavors in each product category, and in the case of the proteins, um, both the chocolate and vanilla of the whey and the vegan, we're going above and beyond and doing what's called an NSF for sport certification. So in addition to the testings I just described, every single lot of those products that are manufactured um, are tested for o- almost 300 of the banned substances uh, listed by World Anti- the World Anti-Doping Agency for pro sport. So the, the things that athletes are tested for every time they compete at that high level. And, um, and this basically guarantees them that they can trust and that they're not going to fail one of those tests because of the supplements that they're taken, taking. And this has been, uh, supplement contamination has been a major issue in the past. Um, and so it's, it's just something that they can move forward with their training. It's one less thing they have to worry about. Yeah, that's a really big commitment on the part of your company. I know that's not cheap. No, um, it's not. Like, yeah, <laughs> but it, it seems like you guys are continually making decisions based on what's best for your bottom line, but what's best for the end user. Where does that commitment come from, Eli? Yeah, so I kind of, I think I kind of mentioned or, or, um, yeah, had had hinted to this in the, the beginning of our conversation, and that is, you know, I'm not I'm not a big fan of of how most people perceive the sports nutrition slash supplement industry, but I also understand why. Um, and uh, there's been a lot of companies, you know, whether they're putting stuff in there that you don't know about, or they're putting inferior ingredients in there, or not, you know, creating products that are actually um, meeting their label claims, but, and then there's also, you know, a lot of marketing around kind of like this, uh, um, just marketing around this, like take this pill and it solves your problems. And, and, uh, I just, I hate that stuff. And, you know, it's not a consumer focused products. It's really just about, you know, the bottom line. And so, we, we want to change how people perceive products like ours. There's no reason why they shouldn't trust 
our product. Um, there's no reason why uh, they they shouldn't feel comfortable and safe using products like ours. And so we want to instill that trust in our in our customers, and we want them to have the faith that what they're getting in our product is exactly what they believe they're getting. And on top of that, we we as a brand have tried to not only sell products but provide some education around one context of how to use our products and why you use them and and also that you know all of our products aren't necessarily for everyone they are specifically made for specific uses we encourage people to you to focus on whole food based diet first and then use our products to supplement that diet uh, we don't believe, you know, that you should be like living off of our product and we're not sending uh, a marketing message to our, our customers and future customers that they should just buy more and use more of our products um, just simply so that we can sell more product. I mean, we ultimately see ourselves as a brand that's focused on supporting athletes and future athletes in their purpose. So it doesn't make sense to just sell more product just to sell product. We want to sell product that actually helps people and we want to make a difference for people. Hence, you know, our motto is want more, do more, be more. We want to, we want to help people go through this process in their lives where, where they ultimately become something a little better than they were yesterday. Um, and that's, that's where our, our commitment is focused and so, you know, I mentioned that in another conversation that we had, Marcus, that Shannon and I are constantly, you know, like checking each other and making sure that we're flying that course that we've committed ourselves to. And, and we use our whole team also to, to really be a check and, and balancing kind of system because we want to be as authentic and true to our our true north as possible, you know? And there are times where it's like, hey, let's do this. And then we start doing that. And it's like, you know what? This doesn't really feel right. It doesn't really feel like, you know, whether it's the right partnership or the right, you know, uh, product or, you know, the right intention behind this. And like, let's step back, reassess and and take a different approach. Mm. It's very powerful. I mean, you've, you've obviously yourselves with i mean if you just look at the the products themselves the athletes that you work with you've clearly let this uh culture of of want more do more be more permeate everything that you do and i think at least from my perspective that creates this holistic um very authentic product that when people choose to incorporate into their life they can feel good about doing and I think you've done that in an incredibly effective way. Um, so kudos both of you for the work that you've done to make that possible. Thanks, Marcus. And Thank another you. thing, you know, another thing that really just like drives me crazy is that the uh, so many brands in the sports nutrition and supplement industry kind of prey on our human weaknesses, and a lot of those weaknesses mm. are around. <laughs> our aesthetics and how we look. And so, you know, they, they, they create this belief 
that, you know, use our products and you'll be gorgeous and fit and have a body that looks like this. And, and so a lot of their marketing messages focused on aesthetics. And the truth is the science isn't focused on aesthetics, the science in our products, the science in our, in our products are focused on performance and recovery. And so let's teach and educate people about performance and recovery. Let's share a message, you know, in our marketing about performance and recovery. I mean, this is why it's so important, actually, that we work with athletes because athletes are focused on performance and recovery. You know, you take a weekend warrior guy like me and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm just a Joe average. I still want to perform and recover the best I can. I don't have to perform at an elite level, but... Uh, you know, I still want to perform at the best of my ability. And so let's educate people about performance and recovery. People shouldn't be focused on using products like ours to, to get a specific aesthetic look. But I'll tell you what, if you're focused on performance and recovery, the aesthetic look comes. It's, it's, it's a secondary, you know, win. And that's, you, you don't mm, see yeah. that in our marketing. And it drives me crazy that so many brands are focused on the aesthetic side in their marketing rather than actually what products do, which is help us with performance and recovery. Eli, do you want to also talk a little bit about our kind of initiative around education? Totally. Yeah. So, you know, it's been really interesting. We've, we've, also focused as far as kind of our marketing and, and what we're trying to do with marketing, we focus a lot around education. And we, we always choose that there's an opportunity for us to educate our consumers, future customers. We, we want to choose uh, to educate them. And it's not just educating them about our products specifically. It's educating them about nutrition and how do products like ours, I mean, Shannon talked about BCAAs as an example, you know, how do products like BCAAs help you as an athlete? Um, and then once you're, you're informed and you have that information, you can go choose which, BC, you know, which company you choose to get your BCAAs from, you know, but once you have the, the knowledge and, and education around how to use BCAs and what, how they benefit you, um, you know, that's, that's so much better than just trying to get somebody to just buy product because, again, you know, there's some kind of promise given that's attached to the use of that product. So we really want to help people understand the context of how and when to use products like ours and the benefits that they'll receive so that they are armed with choices and they can make the choice that's best for them as a consumer rather than just try to get them to just use our products and sell our product to them. Um, and and we've, we've found that, you know, for the outdoor industry, this has been uh, a pivotal and important an extremely, extremely important component because a lot of people view products like ours, a lot of people specifically in the outdoor industry view products like ours for the, the fitness person, you know, the person that's, you know, the gym rat, the person that spends all their time training um, to look good or whatever, you know, like, and that's just not the case. Again, the, all of the research, all the science is based in 
performance and, and recovery. So let's educate you know, the outdoor industry about how to use products like ours and how they fit so damn well in all of our lifestyle and, and really ultimately help us do more of the stuff that we all want to do. You know, like the, the outdoor industry is so focused on performance and getting out there and doing and seeing and being. Um, but so many people don't know that we have products like ours that can help them achieve those results. So we feel like education is the key to, to unlocking people to being open to products like ours. And so thus, you know, there was nobody there were no other brands really like ours that were focused on delivering, you know, uh, sports nutrition specific products to the outdoor industry. Um, when we first started and now we're seeing more and more brands and products that are focused on that. And, and I really want to believe that our focus on educating outdoor and, and mountain athletes has helped pave the way for other brands to come in now and actually be able to sell products to, to, to outdoor in the outdoor industry. So that was a lot. Oh man. It's, it's, it's really powerful. Um, I am a big believer that people don't care what you know till they know how much you care. And what I'm hearing from both of you is that you both really care about positively impacting your customers and your athletes, and that drives a lot of what you do. Um, and I think, at least from my perspective, that when you're educating people, you're caring about how uh, what you do helps them, that, that creates an investment. And that's, in my opinion, that's an effective way to run a business. Um, Shannon, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I am not in this industry because I'm a salesperson. <laughs> no, I'm in this industry because I love sport, I love nutrition, and I love the intersection of them both and sprinkle some science on there and, you know, maybe some cooking skills or like, you know, that's that's like my <laughs> ideal. That's that's what makes me happy. You know, and so that's why I do what I do, not because you know, not because any of us are getting rich. We're, you know, we're just living the normal lifestyle. Um, and not because I'm like driven by sales numbers. Um, and I would say that Eli's, you know, would be the same answer for him why he's in it. I mean, we, we truly get joy out of creating products, interacting with our customers, interacting with our athletes, getting better, you know, and, and, and just learning a little bit every day. Yeah, I think, you know, Marcus, it's in, in, interesting because we do work with a lot of athletes and, and uh, we've had a lot come and go, and, um, but we've had a lot stay. And I think that, you know, if you were to have some of our athletes in this conversation, I think that, and I would, I would hope that, that a lot of them would, would share, you know, some of the, the, similar things that we're sharing right now as far as you know what their relationship and interaction with us as a brand and and you know individuals has been um we've we've had athletes 
who have left our, uh, you know, partnership and have come back years later because they're like, dude, nobody else has products like you guys. Nobody else cares about us. Like you guys care about us, you know, and you know, I'm, I'm sure I could get paid a lot more by another brand, but you know, I'm happy to work with you guys because I love, love what you guys do and what your brand is about. And therefore, you know, I'll work with you without any kind of payment. And 99% of our relationships have nothing to do with payment. You know, it's, it's because people are using our product and they love our product. They love our brand and they love what we're trying to do. And, and they like being an extension of that. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. And, and then, I mean, that's some of the, the, the things that we love, Shannon and I and the rest of our team love doing is, is seeing our, our athletes and our customers, you know, ultimately succeed and, and find a, that somehow Gnarly is making a difference for them via product, via, you know, ins- inspiration, aspiration, um, and, and we, we totally live, live for that stuff. If you had to describe the ideal gnarly, uh, customer, what does that person look like? Shen, you want to go? <laughs> I was like, I let you let you do that one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Honestly, like, honestly, Marcus, like it's, it's not the top tier athlete. Like we don't make products because we want to serve top tier athletes, right? We have a lot of top tier athletes that use our product. We know that. But the, uh, the ideal customer, uh, when I see, when I see it, see them, it's, it's, it's someone who, who I would describe as, as like very similar to our small, all the individuals that are on our small team, which is like, we work, we we have so many responsibilities that we're trying to juggle. We're pressed for time. We're pressed for energy. And we're trying to like make the most out of every week. And so we're trying to stay on top of our training. And we're trying to steal an hour here or there. Or we actually have some kind of training regimen that we have in place that's requiring a form of dedication and sacrifice. And then, you know, we're trying to take that training and go do stuff with it on the weekends or on our free time or our vacations. And our vacations are typically around some kind of, of competition or, you know, event or a goal that, that we want to go out and and do, you know? So um, it's, it's what we call the weekend warrior, you know, it's the, the person who's, living the normal life, but trying to still perform at a high level, um, and, and make the most out of, out of the little time that they have. Awesome. That's, that's what I was hoping you would say, because that describes me and describes the circles that I run in. And I, I couldn't agree with you more that, um, we're all, we're all just trying to you know, like, like your motto says, we all want to, we all want to, uh, do more and be more. And, uh, we just need a little help sometimes. So yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that was the answer. <laughs>
Um, I would be very remiss if I didn't ask you both what your favorite products are. Um, I can start with that, Eli. Yeah. Uh, so I use, even though I'm not a vegan, um, I, I'd say I use the vegan protein, the BCAAs and the greens the most. Um, I use, I, t- I typically, I have two kids and uh, two young kids. And so um, I'm, I typically get up pretty early in the morning to try to get a, a strength uh, workout in. And, um, and so that's usually a fasted workout for me. And so the BCAAs just kind of set me up for better recovery. Um, if I get those in before training and then, um, you know, like we talked about the vegan protein is just a lot more filling than our whey protein. Um, I think it mixes really well. I love the taste of the vanilla. Um, I usually add like a powdered peanut butter or sometimes I'll add cinnamon to it and it's amazing. Um, I love too both of our proteins you can just mix with water and it tastes great. Like you, if you're in a pinch and you don't have a blender and, and all of your favorite smoothie mixings, simply mixing it with water. Um, and you've got, you know, something great tasting right alongside and, um, the greens goes particularly the blueberry acai flavor goes really well, uh, with our vegan vanilla with all of our proteins actually. Um, and so it's kind of an all in one. And when I'm in a pinch, um, or I just need kind of a, a healthier snack. Like that's, that, that's what I go to. Yeah. I, I actually echo a lot what Shannon has to say. I mean, I, I do in some form or another use our, all of our products with the exception of, I, I don't use the pump very often. Um, especially like right now, I, I'm not in any kind of strength focused, phase um i've been doing a lot a lot of running um so branch chain amino acids i use quite a bit or hydrate i also use quite a bit um i also use actually i've been starting to use a new product that we're working on right now that's kind of secret um nice but like shannon i really love our vegan and our greens and i mix those together as well um for a post-workout and I love putting OJ in those two and that's like the perfect post-workout combo. And, um, I also actually use the pre-workout quite a bit. So I'm, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the pre-workout and, and use it pretty extensively. Yeah. I'll say too, kind of as an aside, um, I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine. So historically I haven't used the pre-workout, but I, um, you know, about now almost four years ago, found jujitsu and, and fell in love with it. And I'm kind of a little obsessed with it and, uh, can <laughs> compete pretty regularly. And, uh, I was lucky enough to, um, to be able to compete in, um, both the no gi, which is like just in kind of a rash guard and, and spandex and gi, which is like what you think of your traditional, like kimono you see in karate world championships for my age. And, it was actually the only time that I've actually used our pre and I won both. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm crediting that product exclusively. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. I buy it. I'm, I'm sold. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm now always using it before any major competition. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well guys, thank you both so much for coming on. 
I really appreciate it. Something that I like to do with all my guests is I have a couple rapid fire questions that I like to ask. But prior to jumping into those, um, is there anything that you want to to add on? Um, I'll give you both a, a chance to plug your social media and uh, where folks can connect with you right before we end. But anything else about the products, the company, the culture that you want to hit on? Eli? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like we, we've covered a, uh, quite a bit and, you know, we, we, we hit on a couple of the topics that are really sensitive topics to me that get me, you know, a little riled up. Um, but, but I think that ultimately, you know, we, we, as a, a brand, um, we really want to help consumers know and understand what products like ours the benefits of products like ours um and if there's a place for for products like ours in their lifestyle then they are armed with the choice to be able to make that we're not trying to push or convince anybody to use our products we ultimately want to educate them and let them convince themselves shannon what about you um yeah i mean i think it's often interesting for people to know why and how we have the products that we do. And, you know, I'll just say that it, it starts with kind of the need that is expressed from athletes or from consumers or even our own personal needs. Um, you know, and then, you know, the next step is to, is for me to do kind of the scientific review on based on that need, which ingredients make sense. Can we use those ingredients in effective doses? you know, in a product, um, what, what is that form going to look like? Like what other synergistic ingredients might be included? Um, and then kind of looking at, uh, taste and, and whether or not we can make it something that's actually palatable. Um, and then, you know, we current, our current secret product that Eli (laughs) mentioned, you know, we test that out with athletes. We do, you know, test it out in our own personal, uh, training and, and adventure, um, you know, before we release it. And it's really fun and it's something we all participate in. And um, we're just going to keep putting good products that are going to be useful um, for our fans um, and consumers out, you know, so expect more. Well, I'm looking forward to another great reveal video. <laughs> the pressure's on, Eli. Oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, again, guys, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate your authenticity and your willingness to, you know, be really honest and answer all my questions. I've got a few fun questions for you before we end. Um, are you guys ready? Yeah, Shannon, here's the rule. You always go first. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, perfect. Uh, Shannon. Your house is one color and one color only. What color is your house? Uh, Come on, this one's so easy. Taupe. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, did you say did you say taupe because no one knows what that is and they're just like? <laughs> I was just trying to think of a color that like I wouldn't get sick of that was neutral and earthy, and for some reason that came into my head. <laughs> Uh, Design is not my strong point. (laughs) 
All right, Eli. You have to fight one horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses. Single, single, single horse duck, for sure. Okay, yeah. one massive duck. I, okay. I have one taught Eli duck. some jujitsu moves, so he would be well equipped. Well, nice. Shannon, think think of the neck on that horse-sized duck. That's huge. You would love that. <laughs> I think that you got the question. Like Shannon would be the fighter. And I would be choosing the house, and I would be an all-black house. Black on black. Yeah, you would. Black on black. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Shannon. You can, you can hear any species of animal. So dogs, cats. What animal species do you want to be able to hear? Oh, cats for sure. I mean, I just so you know, I have a dog, a cat, a snake, and a fish. Like we... <laughs> We used to have chickens, like we have lots of animals. Um, but I feel like cats are have a lot more to say. Um, I think it would be h- hilarious uh, their inner dialogue and their opinions of us and what we do, and particularly my cat's opinion of my dog. Um, it would just be a lot more entertaining. Man, I thought for sure you would have said a snake. Uh, well, that's I don't know. Eli, just be satisfied with my answer. <laughs> 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 okay, we're gonna we're gonna turn this around. Eli, what animal would you want to hear? Dude, I think I think horses for sure. Horses. Mm. Yeah, they seem like they have a lot they want to say. Yeah, they feel like wise and just super heart centric animals. So, yeah, definitely, definitely heart centric. Yeah. Okay, this question is for both of you. Are you beer or wine person? <laughs> both. Uh, <I> t- <laughs> is it both. alcoholic? <laughs> I know. Am I allowed to say both? <laughs> we live in Utah. We, <laughs> no, things are getting better here, but we'll still take what we could get. Um, you got to get it where you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, particularly with state-run liquor stores, I was like, are they essential operations? <laughs> <laughs> Well, come up to Montana. They are here. Okay. We are fully stocked. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I love both. I'd say um, I drink wine usually, but um, I'm a big fan of hoppy beers. Yeah. Mm. Eli? Yeah, I'm a beer guy too. Um, I love I love visiting breweries and have a couple of favorites. Um, we have some phenomenal ones here in Utah, but I also I love uh, a bunch of the ones up in the Pacific Northwest. I also like hoppy stuff, um, but I'm also a pretty big fan of, of the sour craze. Um, so especially Lambic, Lambic beers specifically. So um, yeah, beer. Nice. What is your most used emoji? <laughs> Eli doesn't use emojis. So I, I relish <laughs> sending him emojis. <laughs> Because I imagine if you get an, if you get an I, emoji from me, it's like it is. It is like the you know this blood moon has happened or something. It's like you know, like there. It's it's got to be a pretty special moment. My most used emoji is probably the one of the of the woman kind of hitting her palm on her head. Like, oh god. Oh, that one is great. I use that one all the time. 
Wait, Marcus, are you, t- you always use the, the woman hitting her head? <laughs> no? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yep. What's, uh, what's a book that everyone should read? Eli, I'll let you go first. Really? Yeah. So I have a lot of favorite books, but my number one recommendation for, for people is um, The Rise of Superman. So it's the kind of, there's a theory theory of flow, if you're familiar with with the theory of flow, but really how adventure-based athletes tap into uh, flow in order to save their lives and also be creative and push their sports. Um, I'm a huge, huge fan of the theory of flow, studied it a bunch in school, and so the the application of the theory in that book is tremendous. So I always encourage people to read that. I'd say for me, and I've read that book on Eli's recommendation, and it is phenomenal. I'd say for me, um, probably a book called The War of Art um, by Stephen Pressfield. It's, um, it's kind of a book about creativity, and I'm not a very creative person, uh, in some ways, I, um, like not artistically creative. I, I'm pretty creative with my cooking, but um, he puts forth kind of recommendations for persevering in the face of challenge. And in his context, it's in a creative context, but I really feel like the most of what he says can be used in almost any challenge that we uh, face in our life. He talks a lot about what fear is actually an indication of. Um, it's often indicative of, of a goal that matters to us and that we should actually move towards that instead of away from it. And it, it really resonates with a lot that I try to kind of live by in my life. Awesome. I'm going to have to check both of those out. That, Shannon, Shannon, that book that Shannon mentioned too is tremendous. And Shannon, it's really about practicing art and you are tremendous at practicing <laughs> Art and art is not defined as a specific medium. Thank you, Eli. I appreciate that. That actually brings me to my last question. And this is a question that I ask all my guests. And I'll throw it out to you, Eli, first. What does it mean to you to live an authentic life? Yeah, I mean <clears throat> it it is a tremendous question and and you know, I, I hope that everybody has a different definition ultimately of this, but really I see it as living what I call a holistic life, meaning, you know, you kind of bring all of yourself into everything that you do, um, mm. you know, and, and just to give an example of that, like I really, really encourage and I want to foster an environment at our workplace where it encourages all of our team to bring every, like to bring them their whole selves, you know? So I'm not asking you to just put on your work clothes and your work face and come to work and show up and give me your work face. You know, I want you to show up with everything that makes up you as an individual, because that's the value, you know, and that's the value I create is showing up and give it, bringing my whole self. And I believe, you know, that's where we get to practice the art. That's where we actually experience flow that's where we become more creative and actually create more value in the world, in our relationships or at work. 
And, and to me, that's, that's the authentic part. It's, it's not trying to hide behind, you know, this kind of perfect sculpted person that you're supposed to be when you're at work, but bringing the emotion and bringing, you know, what, what, uh, fires you up and, and also what discourages you, um, and, and taking that kind of with you wherever you are. Um, I, I, I think that that's, that's being authentic to me. Mm. Thank you. I love that. That's, that's, that's so much of what you said just resonates with me at a, a very foundational level. Shannon, what does, what does that mean for you in, in your life of living in an authentic way? Oh, it's hard to follow up Eli when he answers things so perfectly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would, you don't, you only have to do that like once in a lifetime. That's nice. I'll just say I can, I concur. Um, I, I would say for me, authenticity as it relates to who somebody is, is really when, um, how they act and how they portray themselves and, um, how they, you know, relate to people all aligns with, how they feel about things, about, you know, their values and beliefs. Um, and so that's what I aspire to do. I don't think I'm always successful, but I just try to represent myself in the realest way, the way that aligns with my heart. Um, and for me, that's, living authentically. And sometimes it means that, you know, I, I can be a little brash and I try and I, you know, I'm constantly working on that. Um, but I think I do a pretty good job of letting people know who I am and what my true intentions are. Thank you. I, I really appreciate both of you sharing your thoughts on that with us. Um, again, thank you guys for coming on. This was a really fun conversation for me. I really enjoyed getting to know both of you and, and hearing the story behind Gnarly. If folks want to connect with uh, the brand and they want to find out more about the products, where should they go to find out more? Uh, so our website is gonarly.com, G-O-G-N-A-R-L-Y.com. And then... Uh, our Instagram handle is gnarly nutrition. Um, and those are probably your two best, um, sources. Cool. And I'll link to both of those in the show notes awesome. for sure. Awesome. Um, yeah. Uh, guys, thanks for coming on, yeah. uh, to everybody listening. Um, go check out, uh, gnarly, uh, both Instagram and the website and hit them up. If you have any questions, um, we're up against it here. So we're going to end. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you so much for taking the time to uh, listen to our conversation. And I will just say thank you for keeping us company and I'll catch you on the next one. Mm -hmm.